I know that on a lot of people's minds, they're wondering how long are we going to be distance learning? I think everyone's realizing that the answer is that nobody really knows. So I wanted to continue to bring support through these distance learning installments to provide a little bit of guidance during this unprecedented time. And instead of asking just one person, I wanted to make sure that I got the insight from many, many different educators. And I asked the simple question, what tips or strategies would you suggest during this time of distance or blended learning? Welcome back, everyone, to Aspire, the Leadership Development Podcast, where we will be discussing the visions, inspirations, and experiences from top educational leaders. My name is Joshua Stamper, and you can connect with me on Twitter or on Instagram at Joshua double underscore Stamper. This first clip is from my Teach Better teammate and amazing author and speaker, Dennis Sharon. So this is Dennis Sheeran here, author of Instant Relevance and Hacking Mathematics, and uh, I got two quick tips for you. Maybe they're not quick, I don't know, but one of the tips that I have to say is this. I hear a lot about people saying, let's have grace with our kids, let's relax some of our expectations with our kids, and I think that's on point right away. But that means for you, teachers, think about next fall. When those kids come to you, they will have been the first group of kids to have ever gone through pandemic closures for school. They will have missed a third of their school year, and they won't be the same kids who come to you every year. So you've got to treat next year's classes as brand new classes. They're not the same kids. It's not the same material. Don't take those kids who are in Algebra 1 walking into Algebra 2 and think that they're the same. They're not. Change your curriculum, change your approach, and you've got a whole new world to build. I'll help you build it if you want, but that's, not, that's where we need to go. Recognize that we have a whole new world next year with new kids. We can't treat it the same just because we might be starting school again. The second thing I want to point out is this. I see amazing posts from teachers. I see Bitmoji classrooms. I see virtual choirs. I see all this really cool stuff, and I see a lot of fear. I see a lot of other teachers who see that and hate it because they feel an inferiority. They feel like they're not as good at their job or they're less professional than those people. We need to realize that a lot of teachers are feeling their identity as professionals being slapped in the face They're unsure of themselves. They're not sure what it's going to be like when they go back and what people's expectations of them are going to be. Let's be open to that, that open to understanding that. Thinking about those perspectives of teachers who are coming back into school, not exactly sure who they are as a teacher anymore, and not exactly sure what people expect from them. It's going to be powerful for us as leaders and for everyone as teachers to recognize that we are all walking into our buildings, hopefully, as changed people. And to go get to know those new people for who they are, and to go work with those people to make a new situation and a new school for our kids. Those are my tips. Check me out on Twitter. I hope we can hang out. At the Teach Better conference last year, they did a wonderful job of having opportunities for people to meet and greet and to get to know one another better. And I had the amazing opportunity to sit across the table from this next guest who provided some amazing content. Her name is Rochelle Denae-Poth. Also, Rochelle's going to be on the Aspire podcast soon, so I'm really looking forward to releasing that, so make sure you check that episode out. Hi, everyone. I'm Rochelle Denepoth. I'm a Spanish and STEAM teacher, also a consultant and author from Pittsburgh. And the best advice that I can give when it comes to distance learning or remote teaching, remote learning, is first to focus on connections. And I know that when I started when our schools closed, I was really trying to wrap my head around how I was going to teach the same way that I had been teaching in my physical classroom space online. And I realized I couldn't do that. And so the best advice I give to somebody is first, 
focus on connecting with your students, with their families, and finding out the best way that you'll be able to collaborate, to share information, and to provide the support that's needed during times like we've been experiencing. I also recommend that you make time for self-care because that is so important, especially with the schedules that we've had with our work and with our families. It has definitely been a challenging time. And so it's important to focus on making time for ourselves to breathe, to give ourselves grace for working through something that there's no way that we could have prepared for. And finally, when it comes to figuring out exactly where to begin, Think about the things that you enjoy most about the work that you do, the interactions with the students, the conversations, seeing the students create and engage in content in different ways and find something that enables you to do that, but much more. So it's not about all of the things or all of the tools, find something to get started with and use that for a little bit of time and then take another step. So it's okay, but those are my tips and uh, hang in there, we'll get through this together. This next clip is from a former Aspire guest who did an amazing job in her interview talking about Shine. This is Lavana Roth. Hey everybody, Lavana here. I am so excited to pop in here and just share three major things that I want you to think about. One, you are doing the best that you can. And you have during a pandemic that came with no manual, no training, no courses, you have figured it out and you did the best that you can. Now, does that mean that next time you're going to make some adjustments and changes as students come back in the fall? Absolutely. If they come back in the fall, I know there's so many unknowns right now. And that's what you have to remember is your brain loves to know what's going to happen because it's a survival thing. So we have thinking mode and we have survival mode. And right now, so much of us are back here, and especially our students and our families. And you too, right? I want you to think about that. So literally, this is where you need to be. But it's very hard when your brain doesn't know what's happening. It wants to go into survival mode. So I want you to just celebrate yourself and say, you know what? I have done the best that I can. And I'll continue to do the best that I can. But have those realistic expectations about you during that. And then the other part too is the second thing is, is I want you to remember that you are a lion of great. Many times, right? You are a lion of greatness because you have such a path before you of things that you seek out and you figure out, you try, you take risks, you fail, you get back up again. You are phenomenal models for our students. And that lion of greatness means that you have so much strengths about you and those gifts and those skills and those talents. Use those. Right? Those are of such value because when you model those again for your students and for those around you, they see that. And that's where confidence comes from. Confidence doesn't come from us saying, okay, I have all this that I can't do and I'm terrible at that and I'm no good at this and why even try on that? That's not where confidence comes from. Where confidence comes from is saying, okay, I'm going to try this and I might like fall. I'm, it might blow up in my face. So what? What are you going to learn from it? What are the benefits? What are the takeaways? Use that. And when you stand in your lion of greatness, you stand in your confidence. Confidence is very different than arrogance. Arrogance, you think you're all that in a bag of chips. You think you're better than everybody else. Those are two totally separate things. I want you to stand in your lion of greatness, your confidence, right? So you're doing the best you can, lion of greatness. And then the third thing is, is I want you to find your inspiration. Who or what is your inspiration and flood your life with that? If it happens to be certain people on social media, go for it. 
If it happens to be people in your, in your family, for example, that you want to surround yourself, maybe it is painting, maybe it's going on walks, maybe it's quotes, maybe it's music, you know, and you think about what inspires you because you feel that joy and you feel yourself being uplifted. You know that that's where your inspiration comes from. So are you flooding your life right now with that and going forward? Right? So remember, you're doing the best you can. You are a line of greatness and that you need to find and flood yourself with inspiration. I thank you so much for all that you do. You have to understand that the world is recognizing what educators have done and are doing. And we'll keep that going because you deserve it. So give yourself some grace, <laughs> smile right now, and just know that, yes, you are a lion of greatness. Thank you for all you do. I want to thank each one of the guests that were on to provide so many tips and tricks for this distance learning time. Definitely connect with each one of them. I'm going to have their information in the show notes. So make sure that you go through, click and connect with them on all of their social media outlets. Also, I'll have another distance learning episode coming out soon with Sarah Johnson, Jessica Cabin, and Sarah Thomas as we discuss how to balance our life during this unique time.